1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.
0: Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Questions podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. And it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC Gig-Powered Studios. Here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald.
2: Welcome to another edition of the PowerCat Questions podcast, brought to you by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. We are happily sitting inside the WTC Gig-Powered Studios here in downtown Manhattan, Kansas. Tim Fitzgerald, Riley Gates, Zach Carlson, your podcasting... You think I'd think about this before I get into the sentence? Your podcasting Grammy Award-winning trio. I thought you were trying to think of another word for trio. I was, but then I could my my brain isn't working today, which is very promising for a podcast. Um, when the podcast triune, the podcast
3: Trinity. I thought you were looking for a p word. I I kind of like Trinity. It makes it sound holy. The podcast triad. They have, they have trilogy as a
0: trio
2: synonym, that's but I don't gonna, think that's, that's right. The, the triad that is tr- triumvirate. triumvirate. That's the word that I used it one day and said, that's not that. Oh. And then I put it in the podcast. Look at you. Triumvirate or whatever. Triumvirate. Oh, who cares? It's Fitz, Riley, and Zach. We're back. Hey, last week was our uh, that, that edition of the Questions Podcast in which we dealt with the uh, fisticuff in the field house. Fun. Tam. Was by far our most downloaded podcast since we joined the 24 7 Sports Network. We beat Keats. We beat Keats by at l- around 1,000 downloads. That's how big it was. And we should have had him on. Should have brought him on. We should just double down. Do a podcast next week with Keats. Didn't want to break the network. (laughs) The the thing is, is I'm done talking about it, but you kind of have to keep talking about it. Like we did the Insiders podcast on Monday, and we hadn't talked about it, so we addressed it. Well, it was kind of nice because we hadn't addressed the suspensions, and that's what we got into. This is the Questions podcast. You ask us questions at Wabash Station. It's part of the... Uh, privileges of VIP membership to GoPowerCAD.com. I know a lot of you aren't, and I understand that. Some people have financial inabilities, or you have a lot of other things that you get monthly charges for. I'm not asking you to give up your Netflix, but maybe your Sling. If, what, does anyone really get Sling?
0: Never heard of anybody having it. I um, heard someone had it like for a month, and it sucked. I think it'd be fun
2: to be a slinger. <laughs> you know, and they've gotten rid of those ad campaigns, too. Have uh, they? Yeah, I think, they, I think they've I turned those I haven't seen those much. Those were good ads. Those
3: are were. ones back in, like, the mid-2000s where you'd find on YouTube that say, banned from TV. <laughs> we love
2: to sling. You know, I think that might be one of those ad campaigns that was great entertaining advertising that didn't sell anything. Well, you got to have a real product. So anyhow, uh, I understand that, but go click the join button and just check out the specials. We always got kind of revolving specials going on, dollar a month, 30% off an annual, um, whatever it's out there. Go click that and check it out. It's time you probably join. We're coming up on spring football. Um, and I, I promise you this, I'm not saying we're negative, but we're honest about K-State sports. I mean, we're not rah-rah. We're going to give you the honest take out there. And, and really, we were just discussing this with the Chiefs. It's finding that is more and more difficult. Um, nobody from the Kansas City media is there probably writing a single bad thing about the Kansas City Chiefs. If you do, the fans will just run you out of the business right now. That's what social media has done. So, but anyhow, we, we know it doesn't please some of you. It's kind of funny. We were known as rah-rah when we weren't rah-rah, and people made fun of us. And then now that we're honest, people make fun of us for that. I think they're just haters, Riley. I think people just want to be upset about things. That is exactly the truth. That's where we're at as society, and I'm upset about it. Hold on. I'm not upset. I'm in a good mood today. Uh, We're sponsored by The Fridge. In all seriousness, um, if you are a consumer of alcohol, and if you have a chance to get into the fridge while you're in town, make sure you do it. It's really not like any other liquor stores. Maybe some of you highfalutin people from Johnson County have something like the fridge, but I'm not sure you would have service like the fridge. These people know their products, and they want to generally help you out. So get your shopping cart, get your party ready to go for the Super Bowl, and fill that cart up with fun stuff, and I'll come over and drink it. That's your deal. The yeah. fridge at the corner of this and that in the town in which we live doesn't sound like a great way to get people to buy things if you're just going to take it from them. Well, I mean, then you have the collector's item. This this bottle of uh, Pendleton Canadian whiskey right here. Fitz chugged it in my living room and threw <laughs> up on my couch, and then signed it. But, yeah. he, but he was drunk, so you can't really read the signature. No, that's really his signature. <laughs> The segment sponsored by Tanner's. I have considered going to Tanner's. And by the way, speaking of Pendleton, Tanner's right now has five dollar Pendletons. Ooh. Man, if you haven't had Pendleton Canadian whiskey, and you're a crown guy, it's a whole different level. It's special. Why are you staring at me? I don't know. It's really you, you need to try some Pendleton. Canadian whiskey, born a prohibition and still delicious. Get into Tanner's. Uh, I don't know what they have planned for the Super Bowl. We discussed going down there. I don't think I will uh, just because I want to not be in public. I want to be able to yell and scream and curse and cry.
0: I mean, you could do that in public. It's going to be really loud.
2: It's emotional. I'm going to be an emotional wreck on Sunday. We'll talk, we'll talk about the Super Bowl in the overtime on Friday. Nice. We do have a strange podcast today. Um, and I honestly, my theory here is, we didn't get a ton of questions, is that people were in Kobe Bryant shock. And and I've kind of noticed that. I've noticed Twitter's been slower the last day or so. After all the Kobe stuff, people are just a little exhausted. Um, Nothing really seems to, that you don't have any witty things you want to put out. It's just... Everyone's a little bit in shock. We're going to address Kobe Bryant in this podcast. I know it's about Kansas State, but I think it's a cross-section of America that affects all of us. They were actually questions maybe for the overtime, but I want to keep the overtime kind of fun and not somber. We'll do that in the second half of the podcast. We've got basketball up front, some football, and Kobe in the second half. And here we go. Your questions from Wabash Station from Mr. Zach Carlson.
3: From Powercat Ryan, is there a real reason that Weber shouldn't play exit the four? is he really going to the NBA? Look,
0: <clears throat> I get that at the beginning of the season Bruce said, you know, he doesn't like playing the four. He doesn't feel as comfortable there. I get it. If that's what your seniors telling you, it makes sense to an extent. But I'm also to the point where I'm like, look, I think that might be what's best for the team. Is to slide him down to the four. And if he's not comfortable there, if he doesn't like it, too bad.
2: You're the player. You're the coach. Yeah, no. I didn't I've never been on a team where it's a democracy. You know, or coach, I don't really feel like doing that. Right. I know you want me to get over there on this rotation, but it just doesn't work for me. Yeah, that's not how basketball or any sport works. Coach wants you to do something, you go do it. If it's blue collar, ask you to sacrifice your personal pride, then you go do it. That's what that's what it's about, man. I mean, I don't think it's – it's not going to solve the issues like, oh, well, we moved X to the four. And now
0: we're in the fourth place in the Big 12. Like, that's not going to happen. But I also think your your continuity, your uh, your flow would be a lot better out there. It allows you to have Sloan and Cardi on the floor at the same time. It allows you to maybe start DeJuan. Uh, you know, it, it just – it opens up a whole lot of more possibilities that I think you can run with.
2: I, I would certainly – whenever you take Montavious off the floor, I would do that. yeah. I'd move X into that. All and, right, just look. look, if he's going to play in the NBA,
0: a couple months of playing the four isn't going to derail that. I mean,
2: he knows how to play basketball. He he can adjust. Well, let's be realistic here. Is him playing the three this season proving to the NBA anything? No. He still doesn't have the dribble penetration game or the one-on-one game that you would expect someone of his athleticism to have. I I just don't think X is an NBA guy. Maybe I'm wrong. If he plays the NBA, it'll be because of his defense. Wes wasn't an NBA guy. That's exactly it. Wes went in there and said, I'm going to defend and rebound. I'm going to be blue collar. And Wes was very smart about it because he's still not an effective offensive player. Someone will take him on his body and just kind of run with it. I'm used to that.
3: I'm very used to that. Also from Powercat Ryan, what is your ideal starting five for the rest of the season? Everyone healthy and off of suspension. David at the
0: one. Pearson. (laughs) Pearson, James Love. I love you, Pearson. Nigel (laughs) Shad. We're going to go with the all fight team. (laughs) Uh, David at the one. Dejuan at the two. Really? Mm,
2: mm. It's tough, man. Now I just talked about playing X at the four, but probably X at the three. Well, I, I do think you got to play – X has got to play both, not one or the other. He's got to play both.
0: The only reason I have one X at the four is if you want to start David and Cardi and try to find a spot for – you know, try to get all three of them and go really, really small.
2: I would keep Dejuan on the bench. I'd do Sloan and Cardi. Ah. And then X – Montavious and, God, I don't know. Look, Mac is
0: not good, but is is starting Antonio that much better? Or Levi? Yeah, I just, I don't have a good answer at the five. I don't know. I know I want Montavious at the four. I know I want David Sloan at the one. I know I want X at the three. I think I can make an argument for DeJuan at the two. And Cardi at the two. And Cardi at the two. I, the only reason I want to play Mac at the five is because he's a senior. That's the only thing I can come
2: up with. Well, look, he's got elements to his game. I mean, he put up the world's worst double-double the other night, <laughs> the other day. I mean, it, 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 I can't believe that was a double-double because I was still like half the time he's in the game. I'm going, what the hell are you doing, man? <laughs> Catch the ball. Don't bring the ball down. Don't dribble the ball. Don't, 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 don't throw that ball back out and start a fast break for the other team. Don't do this. Don't do that. Hey, congratulations on the double-double. It's The guy baffles me. And he's such a good dude. That's why he just does everything Bruce wants him to do. Not well, but he listens. So I think he'll stay in the lineup. I I do too. I mean, if
0: he hasn't been pulled by now, he's not going to go out. If Antonio
2: Gordon erupted into something, like consistently was hitting his three-pointers, I can see him moving into the lineup. Early season Antonio was a lot easier to argue for than
0: now. Yeah.
3: From ContraCat, do you believe there are already players that have been designated out but will not be publicly acknowledged until the end of the season?
2: Absolutely. I didn't know that was a word. That's a kind of fun word.
0: Stole it from the
2: office. okay.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I do. Something tells me James Love had a fun conversation the morning after KU.
2: Yeah, I don't think James knew before that fight that he was leaving, but he was leaving. And I think Nigel's leaving. I don't like getting into this, but I suspect Cardi's leaving. I'm suspecting he will grad transfer. Because he redshirted and he will finish up his degree from what I'm told in the spring. I mean, if they're really recruiting two more guys, only two guys from.
0: I'll put it this way I think it's irresponsible to not maybe have some conversations because you don't want to get to March and then the season's over and then you're into season meetings, you say, hey, might want to go find another school. You owe it to the kids to let them start that process kind of now. Hey, reach out to some people for me.
2: Well, let's back up. Let me cover the math again. They've got four newcomers on this team, and then the fifth with Casey. can't remember his name. Izagu. Uh, you're welcome. I'm, I'm going to keep doing that joke. Izagu. Um, Casey Izagu. It's an easy name. I just can't remember it. It's an easy name and looks horrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's five newcomers on this roster right now. And they have signed four more guys. For next year, who are kicking ass? Um, and Bruce said he wants two more. That's eleven, and you only get thirteen scholarships. Oof! From the best we can tell out of the player rotation, you have three guys that are juniors that one would expect to come back: Levi Stockard, Mike, don't take them a girl, and Cardi Jada. So one of those guys is gone. If they really do sign two guys, one of those guys is gone. I just it. I mean it's just math. <laughs> I worked in the Tim McGraw joke. That was really good. Thank you.
3: From Jim Cat, do we have the lowest shooting percentage in the world from inside two feet? <laughs> <laughs> Has to be. I don't know what it
0: is. There's no they don't keep that statistic anywhere, but and I'm not gonna go back and watch every single game that take a lot of effort, Zach. Do they even keep shot charts anywhere? In the book? I mean, other like, but, all right, let's play with the theory that I've tossed my game books when I'm done with the game. All right, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not like Fritch. I don't have the game book from every game since 1991. They are online, you know. I did not
3: know that. That's why I asked, yep. are they anywhere? Yep, I don't know they, if they, they scan that in, but. the Shot chart? That's a good point. Because it's a hand Written. I don't know what to say. Is it still done by hand? Yeah. I mean, it, the last time I looked at a shot chart last year. I feel like that's something that should be
0: online
2: by why now. You, why don't you work on that? The, An
0: electronic shot chart? Yeah. It
2: can be your million-dollar
0: thing. It's definitely been done. Like, it's a thing already. It's just a matter of are they using it or not. Oh, hold on. Are we talking basketball or shots?
2: Because <laughs> I think it's a shot chart. For drinking would be fantastic. It's called bingo. It's called a scrapbook on your twenty first <laughs> <laughs> with a sash. Look, I have a tablet. Like not a computer tablet, like a Ten Commandments tablet that's my shot book for my twenty first.
0: I just drank. Anyways. Yes, they're horrible from inside two feet. Well who was it? Was it it's Cardi big, that missed a wide open layup in that he game? He airballed that's... it.
2: Yeah. He airballed a layup. Ugh. What's amazing is uh, the young guys are good at finishing at the rim. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Montevideo. Desmond makes plays, man. Oh, man. He so, opened up that game with, like, three or four acrobatic moves at the goal. I was really there's afraid. so much promise on this roster with the young guys. There just is. I mean – I've been pretty clear. I don't like bottoming out. I don't like having r- drastic rebuilding situations. I, I don't. I-, I know you got to kind of have some ebbs and flows in talent, but it shouldn't just fall off the edge of the cliff twice every, you know, basically once every four years. It just shouldn't. But anyhow, I-, I just see so much promise in these newcomers. And I think David Sloan was one of the wisest recruiting moves that. It- Bruce has done, and why do I say that? Is he's kind of helped stabilize the point this year, and then he'll be able to offer um, support and counseling for a very young point guard that's going to need to learn the ropes and be really good. I'm trying to think of the young man's name Lynn Smith. Um, another old fart can help me, that was on the roster when Steve Henson came in his freshman year. And that was his role. He played a lot, but that was his role. That seemed to work out pretty well. And it did. It really did. He was kind of the Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes. This is your job this year. Get this guy ready. From Files... With... Confушки, yeah. I, yeah. I hope yeah. you add some in the overtime so I can add your
3: music. You can add music. <laughs> it's your podcast. I don't want to do it here. No. <confiance> with our current freshman class and the foursome or hopefully fivesome coming in, how much pressure will be on Bruce to make the dance in 2021? I think a lot. And I know that there's a lot of people out there on
0: the boards that disagree with me because I gave this opinion a couple weeks ago on a podcast. But you don't. Yes, you can have rebuilding years. Yes, everybody understands the talent drops off. But that shortens your window to get back. You don't get your rebuild year and then two more years to slowly
2: improve. I'm going to take the other side of this. I don't think there will be pressure on him. In in the real world, I don't think there will be pressure on him. There will be people like us and other fans who think you should be Rebuilding the house more quickly than you are. But it's been proven at K State, it's okay. It's That's true. okay. You can burn it down, rebuild it at your own leisure, just as long as that year four to a payback. That's okay. No, I don't think there'll be pressure on him. There should be. I'll apply pressure. Yeah, we'll be saying, you know, and a lot of it will be based on how this team finishes. I mean, you know, I don't know if that's true. I just think next year's important, and I know you're young, but you're young because you screwed up recruiting before that. You don't get to create problems and then try to solve them. The solution's your reason why you get more time. I mean, that's, that's I might a little bit crazy to me. I might be setting a bar too high for these freshmen. Incoming
0: ones like Nigel and them. So maybe it's my fault to an extent. But I have higher expectations. kid like Christian Brown right now at KU. He's a freshman, but he's not going through growing pains and struggles. He's playing basketball at a high level. I think these incoming recruits have proven at the high school level and at the AU level that they can play at the high level at college basketball. So I do expect them to come in. And play, you know, maybe Davian Bradford, from what I've seen on film, maybe he's probably the guy that, that needs some developing time. But, I mean, you've got Selton Miguel out here beating Oak Hill at home and dropping twenty over 20 points a game. And Nigel is blowing up the, the state of Indiana right now. I mean... That seems dangerous. Yeah, it's not great. I... I have high expectations because they're good players. And if they come in next year and struggle to figure out the system and they regress as players, I'm going to be disappointed.
3: From StatCat, will any of the current freshmen finish their careers at K-State top 10 all-time in any statistical mm. category? If yes, which player in which statistical categories? I just, I'm not good at this. It's tough. The only one I feel comfortable with
0: is saying anything about Dejuan because Montavious and Antonio just haven't been look to to break a record to set an all-time record even you know anything like that you got to be on the court a lot how did Barry Brown get the all-time steal record he played from day one and he didn't stop playing you can't just start as a mid-year sophomore and start to try to set a record so you got to look at, at probably Dejuan and It sounds lazy, but steals is the only one that comes to my mind. I don't think he's – he's obviously not in a position to to set an assist record or anything. And his shot right
2: now isn't anywhere near to be a shooting record. So maybe steals. I would agree with that. And he's, he's embraced that from day one. Let me ask you this. Let's take it from this approach. Which of those three freshmen has the biggest upside in your book?
0: Hmm. I want to say Montavious Murphy, but I haven't seen enough out of him, so I have to go with DeJuan.
2: I would say Antonio. Really? I think there's something in that kid that hasn't been demanded of him because of the level at which he played in high school and not playing a lot of AAU. I think there's a whole other gear to that kid that is going to be very special once he refines his game. And hopefully this is something the coaches are going to really hone in on. I think he's a five by just kind of an athletic five that you need to run up and down the court with. He shows a, an ability to be physical. He doesn't shy away from it. He's not strong enough to do it yet, but he's willing to do it. He can step out. He's got the ability to shoot the ball if he really works on it. I think there's something there about Antonio that is going to be really special. Now, that doesn't mean I don't believe Montavious or DeJuan are gonna be good. I think I think the upside on all three of these kids is as high as they want to drive it. I really truly believe that. I really, really believe that. We'll see what happens. Dejuan's just gotta work on his offensive game. Yeah. It's his defense is special. I mean I, I admire him so much for the way he's embraced that role. But he's he's really gotta hone in on that shot and understand, you know, how to finish. But it's getting there, man. It's it's all there. It just needs to be kind of all the the colors need to be filled in right now. From I like pickles cat, I'm
3: curious if your view of hanging Barry Brown's jersey from the rafters has changed now that there's a little bit of time separating his career and the present. Well, I
2: haven't for- thought about it one bit.
0: Forgive me if I'm wrong here. I don't. I think I was always on
3: the side of Barry Brown having his
0: jersey retired one day. I was anti Dean Wade. That's the way I was too. So if if you're referring to a podcast where I said differently, and I'm forgetting, my apologies. But or, I've always been.
2: Or it, does he believe now that we're seeing other guys at Barry significant is waned a little bit in their eyes? Um, th- to the question, I haven't thought about it. I've moved on to this group. I'm not sitting there going, "Oh, I miss Barry and Dean, and well, I don't miss Camel. Um So he means the the drop off of this year's team. Well, should back it more. I don't know. I don't know what he's asking because we've always thought Barry should be in the rafters. But I mean, that's why you wait five years. This is a perfect example of why you wait five years. I don't you know, I mean if over the long haul, the big picture, there's guys from those Hartman teams that aren't in the rafters that probably should be by this standard.
0: Can I be critical of K-State in general for a little bit here? I'm not saying we need to start a ceremony for Barry tomorrow, but Murray State is hanging Ja Morant's jersey on Saturday. That's fine. Now, Ja Morant is a different type of player, obviously, um, and I don't criticize them for hanging it. But the fact that Ja Morant is getting his jersey hung by Murray State on Saturday And Michael Beasley and Jacob Pullen and these guys haven't gotten it. And then the guys that you mentioned, those guys from back then that probably deserve that. I think K-State has gotten very lazy with getting to the... There was a a stretch in there where we had jersey retirements going on every year. I, I remember coming to them as a kid. Those were happening all the time. And they haven't had... When was... The last person to get his jersey was probably... I don't even remember. I mean, it, it would have been pre-2012. Frank was still. It, Bruce has never been a coach for jersey retirement, I guess is what I'm trying to
2: say. So, why isn't K-State getting around to this? Why do you want to remind fans that at one time you were a national power and feared and among the most, the programs of the most NCAA appearances in the country? I mean, you you were top ten for a long, long time until the Wilderidge and Asbury years hit. I mean, i why bring that up? Why bring up those expectations? Seriously. It, why make a new generation of fans go back and look at how great the program was? Because that's just not reasonable now. i I do agree that I think they've gotten lazy with it. But I also think there's some reluctance here to... Gonna keep stirring up the past. I really
0: hope it's not that, but I, like I, I think you might be right to an I don't, extent. I don't
2: know if it's conscious. I just think let's stay focused on now.
0: One of these days, not all, the, not all these people are gonna be with us anymore, and you're not gonna get that. I get it. There will be posts. Oh well, Jake has said how he wants specific things done for his. Take Jake out of the argument. Michael Beasley isn't doing anything. Call him up tomorrow. Get it going. I keep using them as examples because they're the ones that I can speak to. I agree. But there's no
3: reason it shouldn't be up yet. Come on. Get with it, K-State. I don't want to say that there's this many people, but Barry's probably like 20th in line. Yeah. I like, agree. he should not – as much as Barry deserves his jersey to be in the rafters, it shouldn't be up in there – it shouldn't be up there tomorrow because there's a lot of people get some that other he'd guys be So or.
2: there was a student government petition – Resolution to put Ed Neely in the rafters. One, let me say this. I'm not, Ed probably belongs up there because he was a kind of a cornerstone piece to some great teams. My second thought is I hate it when government of any level of any sort gets involved in sports things. I just hate it. Unless it's really about a rights issue. I mean, the California thing turned out to be probably productive, but I'm still not a big fan of it. I don't use your government position for fandom. It just bugs me. Anyhow, so yeah, if, if Ed Neely goes up, I mean, there's a lot of guys out there. Zach, you're right. 20th might be much, but there's probably 10 that at as, least deserve hard conversation. As time passes, you forget the guys that put up equitable numbers to what Barry did. They, records are getting broken now. By good players, great players who are playing more games, a significant number of more games. When you consider when Lon Kruger played, you only played three seasons. Freshmen were not eligible back then, which is a still baffling rule to me. <laughs> I mean you had J B teams, your freshman teams that played. Um yeah, so the numbers really don't mean a ton to me. It's because you're comparing Apples and oranges, so to speak. I understand Jake's the all-time scoring leader. Mike Evans with the three-point line would have had a lot more points and another season, probably. I can't remember. I don't think he was able to play as a freshman. Look, it's there's guys that belong in the rafters, and and I wish there was a standing committee that constantly discussed this. There should be something every season. This should be something we do every season. Someone moves into the rafters because there's that kind of backlog. Put that all up in the rafters. I want young kids to walk in and say, who's Neely? And then someone can explain it to them. I want all of that up there. I don't want to just sit here on a podcast and talk about the rich tradition of K-State basketball and people just can go, well, that's a long time ago. It doesn't matter. It matters. It matters. It should be up in the rafters and honored. There should be a standalone banner for every Final Four team. Kansas State's been to four of them, but not in the last 50-plus years. It still counts. It still counts. I, I, just, I have a higher expectation for Kansas State basketball than most, I guess. This all changed in Pontiac, Michigan. This all changed in 1988 when Kansas made a deal with the devil and won a Final Four. That's my only explanation for how that team won other than Danny Manning was special, but the rest of the team was kind of horse crap. In case they had beaten them during the regular season. They weren't good in the regular season. And all of a sudden they win a Final Four. They won a national championship. And the two programs diverged at that point. One went up, skyrocketed, right as ESPN became a big deal. And then now it's a god, according to ESPN. I think that could slip in the near future. But I don't want to forget what K-State basketball was and should be. I, I will push back on the argument that Kansas State can't compete among the great programs. There's no reason why you can't go out and get nine guys that can be special and play at the high level. It's basketball. It's much more challenging in football when you got to put together this huge roster. It's basketball. And for the first time in a long time, I feel like what Bruce Weber's staff is doing in recruiting gives us some promise of it. But you also have to kind of push a little bit as a fandom just because life hasn't been going the way you want to doesn't mean that's who you are you still can dream big and try to get to where you feel like you should be end of speech that's it for this half of the power cat podcast what are we going to talk about we got football we got hodgepodge of things kobe kobe It's all coming up here on the second half of the PowerCat. Questions podcast sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Tip of the hat to our friends at Tanner's. Get down to Tanner's. If you're in Manhattan on Sunday and don't know what you want to do, just go to Tanner's. Get there early. Buy a bucket of truly be a real man.
1: Stay locked in. The PowerCat podcast will be right back. We now send it back to Fitz in the WTC Gig-Powered Studios.
2: Welcome back to the Powercat Questions podcast from the WTC Gig-Powered Studios in beautiful downtown Manhattan. I kind of miss Aggieville, but I like downtown. I feel like I grew up. I just miss having... Being able to walk out the front door and eat great, great Well, food. that, but also it just was more...
0: And it's not like people came into our office, but like interaction, you know? You just walked in, he need a... You go to the gas station or whatever, and you, you walk by a bunch of buildings and people, and you know, and there's a gas station right here, but there's not not people that you interact with.
2: You now that was the biggest thing, and it's hard for people to understand this uh, when you're in a business district for 16 years, plus, which was what we were in Aggieville. That's not just a bunch of bars. I mean, that's just not places you go. You become friends with your fellow business owners. You know, I mean. We were really tight with Ryan Bramhall at Tubby's. We had a great relationship. They were our neighbor. They were wonderful neighbors. You know, of course, Rob and Jay, Julie and Randy, all the owners at So Long and Taco Lucha. And then Tanners moved in and we came close with Jeremy and now Charlie. Austin and Megan down at Wahoo. It's your family, it's your fraternity, it's your people. you all in the business district, we're kind of on the fringe of downtown. If we were on points, maybe it'd feel a little bit different. But really, the downtown restaurants, for the most part, are more night restaurants. You know, Wine Dive and Bourbon and Baker and those places. And the chef is lunch and breakfast. And But anyhow, it's, we kind of miss Aggieville. But also, uh, these offices are badass. My weight doesn't miss Aggieville, that's for sure. Yeah, I would be
0: eating so much Hilo and stuff if I'd I had a lot of so long burgers. Ugh.
3: We'd have more trade that we'd use. I feel like our wallets wouldn't hurt, but we would also go
2: through it quicker than we do. It's true. Yeah, I think uh, I think Tanner's is happy we moved out because <laughs> now happy every time I moved out, now every time I go in there and they're like, "Hey, we'll use your trade because you're really behind on it."
0: Fine. I will go to Tanner's and pick up the tab a few times.
2: <laughs> this is the Power Cat Questions podcast. You ask, we answer. We're sponsored by the fridge wholesale liquor that provides alcohol for most of the bars and restaurants around Manhattan. If they're good enough for the places that do it for a living, they're good enough for you. Get into the fridge and check out everything there, and they'll be able to answer all your questions. I wonder if they have a seltzer expert nowadays. Hello. I'm I'm Chad, the seltzer expert. Welcome.
3: Make fun of it all you want. It's a big deal. I don't think a Chad is going to be sounding like that one. Hang two, on. going to be in charge of seltzers. I'm
2: in charge of seltzers. I ask Jeremy. He can make fun of it all he wants. Dietz. I'm still going to drink them. Uh, I'm I'm about ready to try. Uh, true confessions. They're light. They're easy drinking. I just don't like seltzer. like seltzer water. I don't enjoy that. I don't know. Anyhow, I ask Jeremy Dietz, the former... General Manager Tanner's—I don't know—three years ago. What's next in the hey, Seltzers? Seltzers, man, they've
0: blown up into something huge. I'm so ex- interested to see the lake this summer because they were just becoming a thing in like late July, like really popular, like late
2: July last year. I, I gotta admit that I make fun of it, but I'm—I kind of admire your generation. My generation wouldn't have been drinking White Claw's. Zeman's got made fun of, you know, that, that kind of product. You guys don't give a crap about that.
0: I mean, I think
2: you still get made fun of.
0: And I'm not saying that, like, if you offered me a beer or a seltzer, I'm always going to pick the seltzer. But it's also nice to not—it's nice to be able to sit there and have some seltzers and not feel like I just
2: put on 10 pounds. That's, that's exactly it. I'm, I'm not a huge beer drinker because of that. I'm— I, they just kind of add up on me. So, I definitely get made fun of for it still. Like,
3: but half of it is it's memes and jokes. Yeah, like, it's like
0: it's not. Well, and then it's like it's people slide it's people slide up on your Snapchat to think like, oh, well, if you don't slam ten Bud Lights in one
2: night, then you're not a man. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, that, I could say that doesn't make you a man either. Yeah. Um. Only oh, drink Bud Heavies. Ain't no laws on the claw. I like that your generation can be whatever you want to be. You can identify as a wuss and drink the kind of drink all you want to, and it's fine. I can drink a seltzer while I watch The Bachelor, and I don't care what you think about yeah, we me. We need to talk about The Bachelor, but thats I'm a little worried about it. I'm, I think last Scott Chasen night. and I are going to have an intervention with
0: you. No, no, no. See, Scott Chasen likes The Bachelor. He was tweeting me to stop tweeting about it because he was covering a game last night. Oh, my god! yeah, 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 yeah. That was not what you
3: thought it was, oh uh, okay, anyhow, that this is wild episode left. Just look night. up reality, Steve,
2: and hold that over Riley's head for the next month and a half. Is that like a guy that talks about the Bachelor? He spoils it every year he he, he investigates and find out who yeah,
3: it's really incredible.
0: If you do that, I'm gonna kill you i I'm not gonna it's be really happy. incredible. don't do it to me please well I'm I, I
2: I can't because uh, my marriage would fall apart if I knew who that's there's a there's an addiction in my house not with the bachelor uh we're sponsored this half by the high low i I think maybe you want to batten down the hatches there at the high low you won't hear this in time but i think we're coming for lunch if we ever get done with these podcasts we miss you high low we love you high low stop in and say hello let's get going now with your questions from Wabash Station as we delve into topics that are different, including Kobe Bryant. From
3: KSU number one, CBS Sports ranks K State football as a team that can make some noise in 2020. How confident are you in this new season? I guess to I clarify, and I don't know if everybody's read the article, it was six teams.
0: That can sneak into the top 25 in 2020 from Dennis Dodd, I believe. So that's making noise is like... Hey, Potentially being ranked.
2: Hey,
3: can we come hey guys. To the party?
0: Not Hi. not they're going to be in the college football playoff hunt. I'm optimistic I, because I wasn't optimistic this year, and we all know what happened. But I have my reservations about the departures. Um, I have my, res- or my reservations about the games that bounced their way that easily could have bounced the other team's way so yeah I mean I think they return a lot of good pieces I think that they have good coaches that can, can coach up the talent um, past what maybe we think it is but you'd be ignorant to sit there and think oh well we won 8 this year what's stopping us from winning 10 next year you know like this is not the year to raise your bar it it would have been like raising the bar in basketball this year oh well, we won the big 12 last year could we win another one and go to the Sweet Sixteen this year? No, you've just you've lost too much.
2: So that's where I'm at. I, if the making some noise threshold is being in the top twenty-five, I agree with that. Yeah, My, I I think they should probably get votes preseason for that.
0: They're gonna start crazy hot, guys. They could be five and one to start the year, six and zero, oh, maybe even honestly. They have the easiest start to any schedule potentially in college football. That's great. That's that's great, and and they might very well lose five of their last six.
2: <laughs> yeah, but at least they'll be playing those teams when they've kind of gathered themselves. The offensive line has a better identity. Yeah, they've kind of. That's good. That's really a good way to have a season stack up for a team like this.
3: From my like pickles cat, am I the only one having to convince myself that the twenty twenty football season won't be as good as I think? I am usually a guy that expects the worst and hopes for the best, yet I can't convince myself that we will win less than eight games next year. I th- again, I think you need to look at the games like TCU
0: and Texas Tech. Yes, they won those games. They made the plays. They deserve to win. But had TCU not allowed a gaping hole for Skylar Thompson to gallop 68 yards or whatever he went on that play, they might not win that game. If Texas Tech doesn't let Josh Youngblood return another kick... They might, you know, it's just we can play this game all day. I know. Yeah, but then you can play Texas and Navy. Right? Exactly. I mean, Baylor, so I mean, yeah. Not yeah. Baylor, Not Baylor, not Baylor. Uh,
2: uh, okay, West Virginia. Utah. I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: no, no, and 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 I wasn't trying to say they didn't deserve to win those games. I'm just saying they were as close to losing them as they did as they were to winning those games. Right. Those are very toss-up games, and now you get TCU in Fort Worth, and you get uh, Baylor in Waco. So I mean, it's just. There there are some games that I think could easily bounce the other way, and while K-State made the plays to win
2: them this year and deserve to win those games, that might not be the case next year. It's going to be fascinating. I would caution you, though. I mean, eight wins is not an easy accomplishment, and they will be kind of retooling the offensive line. They will be retooling the offensive line. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so, I mean, that's an important part of this whole system. But this year showed us, I mean,
0: look, if we get to August next year and we say six and six or we say seven and five this year showed us that we that we could see k-state do even better than that i mean low expectations could be exceeded i don't know i'm going 15-0 i'm not (laughs) i am not i want to go on the record i'm not predicting k-state to make the college football playoff
2: i'm predicting they'll win you hate her You're here with Riley Gates said on the podcast this week, he hates Chris Kleiman. And Fitz is just rah-rah. <laughs> <laughs> I am not rah-rah. Next question. From Powercat
3: Ryan, which former K-Stater sees the most action in the Super Bowl? Will one of the three make a significant play? And when will the champions, champion or champions, be recognized in MHK? I have a hard time seeing any of them making a
0: significant play unless Byron recovered a fumble on a kickoff. He hasn't been on the offense in weeks, I don't think. No,
2: now that they're healthy receivers, not seeing much. So he's not on the
0: field as a receiver, but he is on kickoff coverage. I mean, if the ball got knocked loose maybe. Um, full disclosure, I haven't watched the 49ers closely, Exactly. Enough, but I don't think DJ – I know Elijah Lee's not playing that much. I know that. He did get a couple tackles, but not that much. And I don't think DJ Reed's returning kicks anymore. Nope, he's not. So, look, none of them are going to play that much. As much as I'm going to build it up this week, because it's really, it's really cool, it's honestly. Cool. It's really cool. The most teams in the Big 12, you've got three from one team – I mean, it, or, yeah, three from, from K-State, two of them on one team. It's a really cool storyline, and, and it doesn't take—I mean, they're, they're all on the 53-man roster. They're not practice squad players. It's really cool. But at the end of the day, they are like
3: 47 on mm-hmm. the 53-man. Well, wouldn't they be inactive? You can only have <coughs> oh, yeah. 44, right? God, you're yeah. Forgot Come about on,
0: that man. one. Come
2: on, man. Such a liar. They don't play much. It's hard. And I like Riley. I don't follow the 49ers enough. I know DJ plays more than Elijah. I would, if pressed to answer, I'd say DJ Reed will make the the most significant play yeah. of the three. I wonder if they will recognize the champion or is the
0: champion's... I'm sure. They're running out of time is a thing. I mean, they'll say they win the Super Bowl. They take a week for whatever. They probably get a week for vacation. Home games aren't... Yeah. All that plentiful left it's
2: true.
3: You can I do it like, at a women's basketball game and raise the attendance. <laughs> I feel like there's always a wide receiver or something late in the game that makes some stupid play in the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, true. Sure. that's pretty that's common. like
3: that's like five or six on the depth chart like, like I, they could put see, Byron I could Byron see Byron in. you know catching a football off his helmet and winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> Byron you know?
0: Pringle is David Tyree what?
3: <laughs> I couldn't even tell you who he was. <laughs>
0: Just that Eli Manning threw it. I mean, look, it wouldn't be absurd to say that Byron Pringle gets in and makes a catch. It's
2: just not likely to happen yeah. with the way they playing. I think Byron – of the three, I'll say this. I think Byron's got the biggest future. I think he's going to move into a more significant role for the Chiefs next year. They love him. They just are so stacked at receiver. The fact they kept him amongst all these great players says what they think of Byron Pringle. I think he's going to – gonna. I, I think, personally, he's going to move into the Sammy Watkins role next year when they let him go, just for money. From
3: CW Powercat, that's a new one. I don't no think like I've it. ever said that in my no, well, I like Maybe I should have marked that. Maybe you should have marked it, but welcome. How optimistic are you about this upcoming baseball season?
2: You know, I am, mostly because I'm not a big baseball guy. And I sometimes need to explain this. We don't. Tell you what you should watch. We kind of follow you around. So baseball starts winning, and the crowd starts showing up, and there's fan interest. We'll be there. We're not going to cover baseball as of now, but my buddy Matt Walters on the Insiders podcast is incredibly optimistic about this team. Coaches rebuilt the roster. The new facility is incredible. I mean, the locker room. If you haven't seen the locker room video, go to K State Athletics and go check that out. At the um, very least, go to a game and see the the new, new stadium. stadium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to, you know, take the air out of it, but there's still a field that has a sh- baseball shape. I mean, it's not like there's neon and roller coasters. It's the baseball field. <laughs> it's a diamond with four bags. It. But I mean. there's a video board now. There's a video board. That's nice. You know, that really ups the ante for athletics. Now you got a staff, a video staff it. For every baseball game.
0: Now yeah, they got enough kids working for K State HD. I think they can find somebody to get in there and do
2: it. I'm I'm hopeful that it becomes entertaining because when the weather does warm up, I hate college bas- basketball. Baseball when it starts. <laughs> I <was> like what? <laughs> I hate college baseball when it starts because it's such a disadvantage for these colder weather teams. I wish they'd back it up and be a summer sport. I mean, summer sport. Every, Almost every college athlete is in summer school. So baseball players do play these stupid summer leagues. The only reason the summer leagues exist is because they're free. They're not playing college baseball. Play college baseball in the summer, but when it warms up, I hope people do show up. I hope this team is competitive because the year they won the Big Twelve and went to the God, that was fun. Went to the what is it? The they Super went to the regional. No, it's a Oregon State. That was fun, man. That was cool. When base when you got a good baseball team, that's a fun sport. To if they're bad, it's just miserable.
0: Yeah. And it's like, I remember like freshman year, obviously I did some for the Collegian, but like we went to some games just as fans too. And like, I don't know if you live in Manhattan, it's a Tuesday afternoon and the baseball team plays at three. It's like, yeah, why not? Get out there, watch them. It's fun for me because we... But not if they're getting beat 20 to nothing.
2: Our house isn't far from the stadium. It's about a half mile. Maybe not even that from baseball. So on a nice spring day when I'm outside, maybe we're piddling around the yard. I can hear the crowd roar. Kind of fun. Nice. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I hope uh, I hope they're good enough for us to start staffing games again because it's just not a good use of our resources and manpower to do that. If they're Nobody wants to read about losses, whether it's football or basketball. We have the analytics to back that up. So when it's one of many baseball games and another loss, it's just not worth covering. From KSU
3: number one, how does Kobe passing affect you?
2: Uh, Thing was wild. I almost said something else. You guys are more of that generation, a little bit. But yeah. When when did Kobe retire? Sixteen. Yeah. So that's right in your wheelhouse. I mean, I'm I'm from the the Bird Magic and then Jordan eras more. I didn't watch Kobe a lot. Um, I didn't watch the NBA a lot. Let's me say that. I did watch Kobe highlights and greatly appreciated him as a, not just a player, but how he made himself a player. I don't know. I
0: described it like this: Kobe might not be the best basketball player to ever play. He might not be the second best basketball player to ever play, but Kobe was our MJ.
3: Yeah, he was our generation. He was our
0: though. generation's Michael Jordan and you can't say that it was LeBron James cuz it wasn't. This was our yeah. MJ. He won his first championship when I I would have been 4 5, Zach would have been 7 8, yeah. whatever how much older you are than me. Right at that age where you're starting to watch sports, you're starting to get into it. And he hung around there, and then as you get older, you know I'm a teenager, he wins it again, and he t- really takes over Los Angeles. And that's what really gets you. That I hated the Lakers. God, I, I still hate the Lakers, and I did not like Kobe Bryant. I didn't cheer for him. But why didn't I like him? Because he was dominant, and I, that wasn't my guy. He was the most dominant player in the sport. Or, you know, arguably, whatever. And to see his career, you know, start to finish, basically, and then to know what else is going to come after that, that's what really gets you. That's what kind of changes things. Um, and it hits you because, like, I, I don't I, – I hate playing this game I'm about to play. Hypothetically, let's just say it had been Michael Jordan – who was in an accident like this. It would have shocked the world. It would have shaken it. But for people my age, I don't think it would have impacted them as much because of the reasons I said. They know who Michael was. They didn't watch Michael. Yeah. We watched Kobe. I gathered with a bunch of friends in the dorms the night of Kobe's final game, and we watched it. Man, I— you, you sat down and watched an NBA game from start to finish of a team that was going to get the potentially the number one pick in the NBA draft the next year. That's crazy. And He dropped sixty. He dropped sixty points you, in one game.
3: Did you see Mike Tirico talking about Gordon, Gordon Hayward? Hayward? How that he was steps ins- into the lane. I had
0: no clue.
2: I I didn't know that was a thing That's either. Remarkable. It's amazing. Uh, you know, and even after I was watching without the volume. So I didn't quite catch what was going on. I'm like, that idiot stepped in the lane. I'm like, oh, I see what he's doing. You know? He's making sure he gets to shoot the free throw again. He would have done it four times if needed. Now, Kobe, he just made it. Now, I
0: I, I don't want. If he would have missed it and they would have blown the lane violation, I wonder if Kobe would have taken the shot. Oh, he would have. He strikes me as a guy that might not have done it.
3: No, I didn't earn it. No, they'd, he'd have to. There's no deferring.
0: Well, then he misses the shot. You know what I'm saying. <sighs> Gordon Hayward would do it for all <laughs> night. <laughs> it's it's impactful. Like I said, he was that athlete. Liked him or hated him. Loved him or despised him. He was Kobe. He's one of the most transformational athletes. Easily a top 10 in the history of sports. And will never fall out of that category. And it, and it shakes you because he wasn't he wasn't 80 with a brain disease or he wasn't didn't have cancer and you could see it coming.
3: I mean, back to what you said about Michael Jordan, if it happened to Michael Jordan today, so much time has passed since he played that it's not, I don't want to say not real. It doesn't feel as significant. Michael's time has come and passed. Kobe. I went to his second to last game. I drove down Oklahoma city to make sure I got to see him at least once. And he was hurt. He was crippled. And he still went out and put—I don't know how many minutes he put out. He put up ten points, or he put up double digits. I'm certain. Yeah. But you know, it was all you know, Kobe chance all night. Like it's the other team. Like it's just, uh, it's weird. It it hits hard for our our generation. I think because you know it, you, you you would watch Sports Center every morning before you went to elementary school, middle school. Kobe was always on. Mm-hmm. Like it's just you talk about Kobe making 81 points. Like uh, it's just No matter what LeBron
0: does for the rest of his career, even if he wins four more championships, it doesn't feel like he's gonna be a more memorable player than Kobe. Like he didn't stay with the Lakers. He didn't or, like, do let's something. stay with one team. Kobe was Kobe just changed
3: the game, it felt like. And Kobe was the Lakers. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That just. You know, when Prince died, that hit me hard because that was right from my wheelhouse um, of college. And I remember reading a tweet from someone that said, I'm really affected by this, and I didn't even really listen to Prince music. Now we found out it was an overdose, and that kind of changes the context of things. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm not feel badly they died, but that's your own doing. Mm -hmm. This really affected me. And— like I said, I've never really watched Kobe, and I think this is why. I think this overlaps to what you were saying. He was such a transformational figure in the game of basketball. He was so iconic for a generation. He was clearly one of the greatest players of all time. And we watched him go through an allegation of rape that could have defined him. And after that, that's still part of him. That is still a flaw he will wear forever, but he redefined himself from that point on. I don't remember Kobe for that, and shame on you if that's what all you can remember of Kobe Bryant, because the mistakes a person makes is not the full definition of who they are. You have to take everything into consideration, and he became a hellacious father, just amazing father. He loved being a father as much as he loved playing basketball. What's that say about a guy? I'm retired. I'm not sitting around thinking I want to get back in the game. I want to make my comeback. I want to get back in the limelight. I want to go trade to play baseball. It's about me, me, me. Now, Kobe became about his his girls, his family. He died taking his girl and friends to a, a youth basketball game. He became about that. I think it really strikes me, not because Kobe Bryant, the basketball player, died, but Kobe Bryant, the role model father, died with a daughter that he was so proud of. It's a horrible thing. Let's not forget that there was nine total people on that helicopter. Let's not sit around and go, they should have been flying in the fog. Let's not not do that. Let's just cherish the memories we have of them and honor those who died. It's a tragedy that hit home. And really took the wind out of all of us. Forty-one years old, thirteen years old, man. And I'll say this: Kobe had his moment in the sun, but I'm really sad for the girls. They didn't have a chance to have their moment.
3: Next questions from WTDD2001: Who would you guys consider the greatest Laker? Magic
2: or Kobe? I'm, it's not, a- I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm you know we spend so much time with Kobe or MJ or or LeBron. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm just not. I
0: I only put the question in I, it's not fair for me and Zach to answer it because we didn't see unfair. magic. It's it, we can look at the numbers, we can watch the highlights. We don't it's not the same. Okay, it's just not the same. I put the question in here because I wanted to just go ahead and put this out there. LeBron passed Kobe. For the all-time, you know, the scoring list or whatever, on Saturday night, which prompted some people to say that that LeBron is the greatest Laker of all time because people think that LeBron's the greatest player of all time. Therefore, he's a Laker. Therefore, et cetera, et cetera. I don't care if LeBron wins a championship with the Los Angeles Lakers every year for the rest of his career. He will never be a better Laker than Kobe Bryant. Stop it. He's not. He's, even if he was a better Laker than Kobe Bryant. I can list five other Lakers that I can probably make a case are better Lakers
2: than LeBron James. It's like arguing that Lou Alcindor slash Kareem Abdul Jabbar is the greatest Milwaukee Buck of all time. It's just, it's just a team he played for. I, say, I I would say that you can't you can't do this because the game evolves. This is so hard to do because the game now is one thing. When when Magic played, it was another thing. It was a physical. It was a war. He was really special at what he did. I, If you want to press an answer, Kobe's the better all-around player because he really has changed everything. Magic had Kareem, who was – the argument for me is, was Kareem better than Kobe because he defined his generation. He's the guy who changed the game to be about him and his style. Kobe changed the game to be about him and his style. That's right. Kobe is just – He altered the way the game at that level is played, period. If you want to make your LeBron
0: over Kobe argument for overall player, fine. You can make your case. I'm not going to... I'm not saying that one person is going to be right or wrong, but if you talk about the greatest Laker, it's not going to be LeBron. If you put on a Knicks jersey tomorrow and won three championships, he's not the
3: greatest Nick. And of I'd all say time. Shaq was a better Laker than LeBron.
0: I mean, come on. Like, really?
3: And I'd say LeBron was a better Cav than Shaq. Like, <laughs> I, I think what I admire I about Kobe there.
2: is, and again, maybe this is a difference in generations. He said, this is my place, my team. We're going to be bad this year. We're going to be good this year. It's still mine. I still own this. This this is my place. And that's probably why L.A. was hit so hard by it. I mean, the video of Kobe walking around at that car accident two weeks before he passed away trying to help people. He He was them. He was part of them. And anyone who vagabonds around a league and, you know, plays here and plays there and plays there, oh, you want to pay me more, I'll go there, that defines you to me as much as anything. If LeBron had played in Cleveland and then went to L.A., maybe. But the thing to Miami, always will bother me about LeBron. I'm going to go to Miami and put together a stud team so I can win. So I can get a ring. So I can accomplish something. And then I'm going to go over here because maybe then I can win something else. Kobe was always about, so the Lakers can do something. And that's kind of what I like about him. I mean, this is my team. This is where I'm staying. I'm a Laker. What can we do as a franchise? That's that's pretty much how you define a great player.
3: Last question of the podcast from I like Pickles Cat. What are the greatest sports nicknames of all time besides Mamba? I was I was struggling
0: to come up with some when I thought about it, and then I looked at a list online. I forgot how many. legit ones there are king james i mean honestly pretty good king that that's never going to be done again revis island the fridge 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 is one of the elite ones out there uh megatron (laughs) yeah that's lazy. you don't like megatron that's lazy oh interesting i love that
3: one uh it's like naming someone else Darth Vader like just you're picking a movie character (laughs) true that's fair Um, do you consider Tiger
0: a nickname Mm,
3: uh. he's always been known as Tiger his name's never been Eldrick technically his name is Eldrick and Tiger would be a nickname but his name is Tiger but it's not
0: like when he was four playing golf they were like that's Eldrick Woods
3: and he's always been Tiger so I don't know if it's a nickname I don't want to call it a nickname beast mode Mm, lazy Johnny football lazy take your
0: bias out of it that's a good nickname
2: mm, that's okay
0: I loved it uh did you, I trash one Jesus Shuttlesworth for Ray Allen I don't I don't know that many people that called him that wasn't that his character in a movie yeah, something that, like that okay uh big poppy that's yes good. that's big that's, Poppy's that's an good. elite one uh and then this uh the last one on the list is the mailman for Carl Malone that was uh, yeah I like that one so those are those are some of the ones that I found on there and
3: that I really like. Oh, the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, that's pretty good. Because he was. He was the great one. As far as a quality nickname,
2: yeah. But I, I kinda but like I, the it's ones. true. Yeah. I mean I never knew Kobe is Mamba. I mean I remember Kobe. Mamba was, I didn't realize Mamba was kind of a thing post-allegations. Not,
0: not to speak ill of the dead, but Kobe Bryant gave himself a nickname. Exactly. Exactly. It
2: was, it, now it's stuck,
0: and I got to give it to him. He picked his own nickname, and it stuck. But, at the end of the day, he picked his own nickname. It was kind of weird. Yeah. I think there's some good ones out there. I want to be the python.
2: No. Because I will strike at any moment. Wow. That's it for the podcast. Hope we didn't end up on a bummer there, but uh, God bless all of those that died in the helicopter crash. And I know other things that happened in the world lately that might get over, you know, put in the shadow of this Kobe Bryant incident. It's a scar. It's going to take a while to heal up and, um, I really feel for all of you. I tweeted this that word legitimately Kobe fans because this has got to hit home because it certainly does for me. Uh, K State basketball. Big game Wednesday night. Get into Bramlage. When you consider the fact that they have to go to West Virginia on Saturday and then turn around and play Baylor on mini Monday in Bramlage, this game is huge. They were better than Oklahoma for most of the game last time in Norman. They need to win this, and they need the fans. And what the hell? Play Sandstorm. Just do it. You've been listening
1: to the Powercat Questions podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. Powercat Podcast. All rights reserved. Go PowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. What we'll brings you to The
2: Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down!
1: Walk right up to the side.
2: A new rain is coming to the south
1: side. Never should a sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy, new episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.